It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Thursday. This, of course, is Osmo's NBA Strategy Show, getting you ready for a light slate tonight, handful of games. I am Adam Kaufman, and pleased to be joined by Josh Engelman, the two of us. We're going to sit here for the next hour. We're going to shill for likes. We're going to tell you a lot about what is happening in the NBA, because evidently there, pal, yesterday was the trade deadline. You had a massive Four-team swap ultimately involving the Rockets, the Nets, the Cavs, the Pacers, big names moving all over the place, most especially, of course, James Harden, who with that last straw after the loss to the Lakers just forced his way out of Houston, sped everything up, and he goes to Brooklyn where everything is going to be a colossal disaster. And I'm here for it. I can't wait, baby. But tonight we're going to have some shorter rosters between that, obviously, players that aren't available yet, and COVID protocols. It's it was wild when it all started breaking down. It was nuts. And I was like, okay, that trade's like pretty normal. That's kind of exactly what I expected for the Harden trade. And then immediately it popped up that Karis LeVert was on his way out of Houston and going to Indiana. Jared mm-hmm. Allen was going to Cleveland. I was like, oh, okay, this is getting like ultra, ultra weird. I, I oh, love don't it. Forget uh, Victor Oladipo, obviously. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. LeVert to Indiana, Oladipo out of Indiana into Houston. Real weird shuffling of the deck chairs. I'm excited for it. And it's crazy that I think that the team that did the worst is Brooklyn. Although I guess it doesn't matter (laughs) if they win a title. Yeah. Which is obviously the bigger question that I know people aren't necessarily here for. So we'll get to all the fantasy stuff. But we have a little time because there are only a handful of games tonight. You know, do you think this is going to work out? I happen to be, I've been begging. If anyone follows me on Twitter and cheap plug at Adam M. Kaufman, I've been begging begging since probably early to mid-November for this very deal to happen, for James Harden to wind up in Brooklyn, because I just think, you know, as we know, it's a player's league, and talent wins out more often than not, but the only thing bigger than talent are personalities, and personalities can combust. They can absolutely combust, and you have got three drama queens. Sorry, Kevin Durant, it's true. You know, check your burners and come at me. There are three drama queens between Durant, Irving, if he ever plays again, by the way, and obviously James Harden. This thing could go south in a hurry if these guys can't get on the same page, which naturally has direct fantasy implications. Yeah, it's a a really weird spot. Um, I don't know how they're ever going to stop anybody. This is going to be a truly bad defensive team. I think they have enough in the coffers to be to have to cobble together like a legitimate eight man rotation for the playoffs. And that's what all this matters. Like they can go Mm -hmm. through growing pains or whatever. Their offense is going to be in. At most times defense will like play the big role as we get into the playoffs. I'm really anxious to see that. Uh, I tweeted it out yesterday and I stand by it. If you're willing to give up literally every single draft asset you have and everything else that you have that is even considered an asset, why not make the first call to Bradley Beal and see what it's going to take Mm -hmm. to get him out of Washington? And I said before, 
I would rather do the exact same deal for Bradley Beal than I would for James Harden. I, it's clearly a step back offensively, although I don't think it's a gigantic separation. Um, there's no personality problems whatsoever with Bradley Beal. He's a much better fit as an off-ball guy. Uh, that would have been the first thing that I did. I probably could have saved a pick or two potentially. Maybe Jared Allen can stick around in, this, in a deal like that. Who knows? I, I don't understand it other than they have just created – arguably the most potent offense that has ever existed. I don't know. I mean, like ignoring the, ignoring the, the Durant warriors because they got four stars instead of three. Right. And one of them just happened to be Draymond green, a guy that did not need the ball offensively. So that's incredibly helpful, but they're going to be lethal. This team has no depth right now. Now that could change, you know, later in the year on the buyout market and vets who decide to go there, if this thing actually works and they believe that this is a championship caliber club, which of course on paper it is, but it's a matter of how well these guys mesh, which is going to be fairly early on anyway, fairly unpredictable from a fantasy perspective, because you wonder, you know, which all three of these guys can't get theirs every single night. Someone is going to take the occasional step back and you just have no clue right now who it's going to be. And and again, I, I can't help but include that caveat of, if Kyrie Irving decides to play again, because he is a total wild card right now, but we can spend more time on this a little bit later on. If anybody has any questions, obviously pertaining to this, the fantasy effect or just general opinions about how this is all going to work out, please hit us up in the YouTube uh, chat section. You can get us in the Osmo NBA premium Slack channel. We're keeping an eye on all of it, obviously the basketball channel, but looking ahead to tonight with the later slate where some of these teams are involved. So we'll get to that element as well. Just right now, looking at uh, our own Alex Baker, Osmo's projected top scores. These names won't surprise you right at the top. You have Nick Jokic, who is, uh, he's expensive as expected, yeah. you know, on DK he's 11,000 bucks, but Alex has him at still five X value. You get North of 60 points which is wild on a projection you have DeMontis Sabonis near the top Joel Embiid who obviously went off the last time he saw the heat that's provided he plays he's technically day-to-day but we assume he's going to so that's kind of the upper tier and then you have the likes of Christian Wood who probably is going to you know go ham now that James Harden is no longer on in Houston he's going to do that on a daily basis Steph Curry Dame Lillard Malcolm Brogdon with uh, Oladipo gone. So that's, you know, the top tier of guys. If you're putting your money on a couple of these, who stands out? Uh, well, the guys that stand out to most to me are on the opposite end of this salary spectrum. The David Nawabas, Sterling Browns of the world, Gabe Vincent. Okay. It's, it's, it's truly gross. If we're talking about guys that we could pay up for, Jokic is at the top of my heap. Uh, Sabonis, probably my number two. Embiid looks good. Um, but Jokic is the guy, even at 11K, just because of the pace of this game, which we're definitely going to land on. Um, Jokic is the guy that I like the most today. All right. Well, something to consider. So you can see the topic screen, obviously, uh, beside us there. You can see who's favored. It's, you know, home teams across the board tonight. Those are the ones expected <laughs> to show out. Let's start with this first game, which is really interesting. Miami at Philadelphia. Now, the last time these teams matched up, which was only a couple days ago, you had Embiid go for 45 in overtime. Hero dropped 34. It was a uh, just a, a monster game in general. Points all over the place. He had a total of what? 250, 260 between the two teams. So for this one, as we know it right now, and correct me if any of this is wrong, I'm going off of uh, ESPN's injury report here, but the Sixers have, of course, Matisse Theibel, Shake Milton, Tobias Harris, uh, Seth Curry, all among those out. Embiid day-to-day is mentioned for the Heat, Jimmy Butler, Avery Bradley, Bam Adebayo, Goran Dragic, among those out. And this is not injuries, folks. This is all COVID protocols. So where do you look? (laughs) unbelievable in this one it's just i'm i'm so over this covid you have to play eight guys and <laughs> this four pandemic's of them real. the worst I'm, I'm i'm over the non-real dudes playing games yeah. um so i mean you have to play a ton of miami whether that's hero olenic precious duncan robinson like those guys are going to be in 30 plus percent of lineups generally speaking depending on whether you're playing on FanDuel or DraftKings. i like tyler hero the most from miami uh, played 39 minutes plus the over, like, you know, including overtime. Um, I think that he's live to play 36, 38, 40, just in regulation, uh, just for the way that this game has to go. If it stays close, he's just going to be out there. They don't have a ton else uh, in the mold of Tyler Hero. Olinick feels really safe, 5,300 on FanDuel, 6,400 on DraftKings. So feel free to jam Kelly Olinick in on uh, the $5,300 power forward spot. 
from a FanDuel perspective. The only guys that I don't really like at all from Miami are Max Struss and Chris Silva. Otherwise, the other six guys that are active, um, feel mm-hmm. free to grab them as much. Iguodala is the one guy where I just don't think they're going to give him big minutes in this spot one way or the other. Um, I think he'll play like 22 to 26, and they're just not going to run him into the ground in a regular season game. Miami's too smart for that. It is wild. You know, you look up and down at the projections, obviously, again, by Alex and basically everyone, including some of the guys you're not interested in, are five and six X because there are so few guys available and based on what the salaries are. Now you have Embiid at the top of the heap and that's provided he plays again. But Hero is right there at almost, you know, Ben Simmons is actually one of the only guys who is below that on the projection can change throughout the day. We know that, but uh, there, oh, Olenek, almost six. Duncan Robinson, almost six. Shake Milton, uh, who may or may not play. Precious, obviously, is almost 7x. So it really is. That, I mean, is, is this where you're stacking up your value on the slate in general? Um not totally. It, it is Miami okay. for sure, but they aren't the only team that's drowning in value today. And we will definitely get to those Houston Rockets at some point in time. The Philly yeah. side, I, I do like paying up. Like Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid. You guys know what you're getting with him. 10,200 on FanDuel, 10K on DraftKings. He's about 20 to 25% owned, depending on the site. And that makes perfect sense to me. You, he's a 1.5 fantasy point per minute guy going up against like half of an NBA team. That stands out to me. Uh, ben Simmons, I think, going a little underrepresented on DraftKings, 8,700, uh, only projected for 6% ownership. That seems wild to me on a five-game slate. He should be able to – like, there's no one guarding Ben Simmons for 35 minutes on Miami. That's not happening. So if the transition game is working, I think he could really run himself into some points, some assists, and if he's active defensively – a lot of potential like steel layup type transition buckets. And those things add up. So I like Embiid. Simmons would be my number two. And then uh, at least from a DraftKings perspective, Shake Milton at 5,200 is my third favorite Philly guy. Uh, I like Tobias Harris a little bit more on FanDuel than I do on DraftKings. Alan, who knows? Maybe uh, you actually have Ben Simmons show, hey, I'm glad I wasn't sent away to Houston. I wasn't in that deal. It's a lot uh, was going to happen before he wound yeah. up going hard and wound up going to uh, Brooklyn. So maybe he wants to show a little bit that uh, that he's happy about that and that he belongs and that he fits and it's all going to work out. Folks, while we're here with you, nice and early and with you until uh, about 11 o'clock Eastern, hit that like button already sitting around 50. I know we can get to 100 in a hurry, one big push. So smash that like here on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button as well as we make the push to 50,000 subscribers on the Osmo channel. Uh, you can keep up with all the shows, DFS offers, giveaways, obviously, so much more than that. Once you subscribe, you can hit the notification button, get alerts when shows go live, not unlike this one, which comes your way Monday through Friday at uh, 10 o'clock. So our next game, as uh, we have lots more to tell you about, it's another one's you know, not nearly as uh, confusing or value-laden as the one that we just talked about, but there are, you know, hurdles to consider, obviously. Charlotte in Toronto. Now, for the Hornets, we know Cody Zeller's out. Gordon Hayward is questionable as things stand right now. Left last night's game with an injury. The Raptors, generally speaking, are healthy. What's your approach to this one? Yeah, um, I guess the first spot we need to start would be with Gordon Hayward. For right now, I'm going to assume that he doesn't play tonight. I don't have any like inside scoop, but a hip injury the night before and on a back-to-back, the amount of injuries that Gordon Hayward has had over the past couple of years, it's not a time for the Hornets to like just jam him back out there. Unless he's just totally fine, which it doesn't seem like he's going to be feeling all that great. It just seems like a day where you just put Gordon Hayward on and you know live to fight another day so if he is out i don't really get the sense that it opens up anything too crazy i assume we see maybe an extra minute or two for Lamelo ball he will be the uh play du jour coming out of charlotte but it seems like we're just kind of flat pj washington Lamelo ball terry rogier miles bridges Devonte graham are all basically 10 percent owned on DraftKings, and I think that looks right. On FanDuel, 4,300 for Miles Bridges is a piece that stands out to me a little bit. Would get a slight usage bump if Gordon Hayward is out, and just positionally, I think that value works. So I'd have my eye on Bridges, and then $6,500 P.J. Washington on FanDuel. While I like him on DraftKings as well, uh, he's only 9% owned on FanDuel. That's another guy that I would like to be maybe 2x the field if that number holds up. I kind of 
I wouldn't have expected that, especially mm-hmm. against Toronto. I'll tell you, Alex's projections, uh, not unlike yourself, Gordon Hayward will be out. That is the expectation. We'll see if it changes during the day and then it'll mess everything up and, you know, recalculate this sucker. But at the moment, not expected to play. And so those points, those fantasy points going elsewhere. So your top plays here, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, uh, LaMelo Ball, who you talked about, looking at a 40-plus point night probably fantasy-wise. But then, you know, you pay down. You get a lot of good options there between P.J. Washington Devonte Graham, Miles Bridges, Bismack Biombo, guys that you've already mentioned. Obviously, do you have uh, if if you're isolating to a couple of favorites in what I assume is generally a pay down situation for you outside a ball? Who is it? Uh, across both sides, it's probably Bridges. Forty three hundred on Fanduel, forty seven hundred on DraftKings. I think that salary just works the best and is easiest to fit in. Uh, if I'm looking for a second guy, it's probably PJ Washington. I don't know what to make of Devontae Graham. Uh, He just stopped like getting any usage like he used to. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's a Hayward thing. Maybe we see. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Devontae Graham's usage be 23% or something like that in this game. And at which point he is going to be mildly underpriced. I kind of think it's more just a sign that he's been playing like garbage and doesn't want to shoot. Um, so, and having LaMelo there will certainly activate it. So I think Miles Bridges is probably the safest option coming out of Charlotte. Feel free to hit us with your thoughts, your comments, your questions, obviously in the Osmo Premium Slack channel, the basketball channel, but also right here on the YouTube chat. Keeping an eye on it, and uh, we can start to throw some Josh's way. Zach says, uh, Josh, I got a next level question. How many DK points are scored by a team per game? Is there an estimate uh, to that based on team total might be useful this season with all the shorthanded teams? uh like you know somewhere in that like 220 to 240 range is going to be like a decent guess um that's where i have most of the teams for today mm-hmm. like alex has toronto at 255 on DraftKings, um 246 for charlotte so somewhere in that 220 to 250 range depending on the game depending on the total depending on the pace um the higher the total uh if the teams are playing fast like the higher the each team's going to be but uh, not something that you really need to pay attention to all that much. That game we were just talking about, Hornets. Uh, Theo says, "Hey Hayward, uh, Hope Hayward is out. Lamelo into the starting lineup. Is that your expectation? Lamelo gets into the starting lineup if, in fact, Hayward is out." Probably. I think they would just, you know, they're getting so many questions about it that it feels like a really easy time to like slow people down and reward him for it. Although, yeah, uh, that would be my expectation. I see no reason not to move him to the starting lineup there. It'd be fun. If it were in Charlotte, I would say, like, he. Um, well, I, again, it doesn't really matter because there's no fans. No, there are no fans, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that probably plays a little bit of a role in it. Like, you would want to give him that start if there were fans in the arena. They're, they're not even playing in a home arena. This one's at Toronto, which isn't at Toronto, technically right, speaking. So, yeah, it's even less interesting. Um, I'm guessing they give him the start because they don't have any reason not to. From, uh, let's see, Antoine says, play the cheaper heat guys, play other high price guys. So what is your, I know we haven't finished going game by game, but your overall approach to the slate in terms of where you'd want to pay up versus where you're finding your value just to, you know, wet people's whistle anyway. Yeah, so I'm expecting to be paying down pretty dramatically to some of the Heat guys and then uh, some of the Rockets guys. Mm -hmm. The guys that I look, that are looking like I'm going to be paying up most for would be Jokic and Embiid, they're my two highest-ranked centers. Now, their ownership will dictate that a little bit. Sabonis seems to be breaking free from the pack at power forward for me um, from a FanDuel perspective. There's nothing to pay up for at small forward on FanDuel. Uh, Tobias Harris is the most expensive small forward at 7,600. That's not exactly a pay-up option, and he's Tobias Harris. Uh, $9,500 CJ McCollum feels weird on this slate, but he's been balling out of his mind. Uh, paying up at point guard, I think, is pretty essential, whether that's Curry, Lillard, Brogdon, Ben Simmons. 
Um, I think all those guys are going to be the place where you're sort of just rotating through multiple options that look the same. But center is the easiest spot to play up for today. Uh, there aren't a lot of pay down options. Nobody's clamoring to get like Alex Lynn or Jake Puddle or Biombo or something. Folks, keep smashing that like button already uh, up over 100, 500 plus watching us here on YouTube. We appreciate you being here with us on a Thursday morning. And get access to all the great Awesome O Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass, just $29.95, not even 30 bucks. So go ahead, do it. It's easy. And trust me, it is worth it. It includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections. I highlight those all the time, obviously. Ownership projections, our experts, our analysts like Josh here, he loves talking about the ownership projections, the premium Slack channel, which of course, it's a direct opportunity to talk with other people that are playing not to mention us much more than that we got a special running for the start of the nhl season which just began obviously last night three dollars a week of osmo plus uh, nhl so if you're looking to get started with nhl dfs this is your chance the offer is valid through january 15th which is just tomorrow folks you want to hop on that nhl getting underway with a handful of games yesterday I uh, was having some fun playing uh, DFS, so it's it's good to have hockey back, obviously, and uh, <laughs> NBA it's, uh, hopefully not going anywhere, although it's hard to even say that with uh, everything going on. You feel like a, some sort of couple-week stoppage is inevitable, but hopefully the new COVID protocols put in place by the league will keep this ship running for a little to uh, our next game, which, again, is one of the more interesting ones, Houston at San Antonio. So as we know, Rockets do not have James Harden anymore. A lot of people are thinking Christian Wood is an absolute must play, and maybe he is. You could tell me. John Wall, Victor Oladipo, Eric Gordon, they are day-to-day. Oladipo, he's not going to play that fast for the new team. Uh, I'm sure there are COVID protocols he has to go through before actually suiting up. But Wall, day-to-day. Gordon, day-to-day for the Spurs. DeMar DeRozan is day-to-day. That's just as things stand right now. So how are you viewing this game? Yeah, this is the this is the spot to get value today, and it appears the ownership projections are right in line with that. So no John Wall, no James Harden, no Daniel House. Um, it's just going to be a mess. If Eric Gordon doesn't play, it's really crazy in Houston. I'm going to assume he's playing right now, and if he does, he's my favorite guy from Houston. He sees a massive, massive usage boost when he is on the floor without a star. So uh, if James Harden is sitting or Chris Paul in the past, Russell Westbrook in the past, John Wall in this scenario, Gordon is just not priced correctly. He it will be without question my most exposed rocket barring ownership. I do like Christian Wood, 8,100 on FanDuel, 7,700 on DraftKings. His ownership is already there. His usage scares me a little bit just in the fact that like someone's got to facilitate him in this scenario. And if Eric, like, if Eric Gordon happens to be out, I guess it's like Mason Jones getting him the ball, whatever mm. Mason Jones is. I'm not entirely sure. So I do like Christian Wood, but I'm at least a little bit muted. Um, he's my, like, he's very clearly a great play and you should be playing him. And he's certainly, I don't want to say a cash game lock, but like probably pretty close to it, given the way that I'm looking at everything. I assume it's close. The guy. I don't even want to bring myself to do this. Uh, You can check out the contenders video where I've already touched on this. Sterling Brown and David Nawaba. One of those two guys are like David Nawaba is my number one contender on DK. He's 3,200 on DraftKings. Sterling Brown is the flat 3K. They're both cheap on FanDuel. But the DK piece is most important. They're shooting guard, small forward eligible. That means you can play them at shooting guard, small forward, guard forward utility. Five of the eight spots can be taken up by these guys. So if you're trying to pay up, Rostering someone like David Nawaba or Sterling Brown, where they're going to play north of 30 minutes in a game devoid of any real usage hogs, somebody's going to fall into some stats by default. You have to be out there for 48 minutes one way or the other. I like these guys. Don't ask me which one I think is actually better. They might as well be the same thing, but they are what allows you to pay up across any position because you can put them everywhere in your lineup literally everywhere. Uh, There's no real limitations to using them. And that's why I think you'll see their ownership creep up right now. We have Nawaba ahead of Sterling Brown on DraftKings. Uh, Mm -hmm. As far as I'm concerned, you can flip flop them and be pretty much fine there. I have David Nawaba as a 0.8 fantasy point per minute guy and just my raw numbers, ignoring everything. Just, this is what this guy's talent level is. So to me, you have to go to this kind of value one because of their positional, uh, rank no that's not the word i'm looking for i don't know but one because of the positions that they are on DraftKings, and two because of their role they 
versatility that'll work there we go uh, appreciate you on that one yeah. um uh, their positional versatility <laughs> fantastic and just the simple fact that they need to play 240 total minutes at a minimum for the rockets and i think both of those guys play north of 30 at what amounts to the flat minimum or in david nawaba's case 3200 Generally speaking, we've seen, you know, obviously this is not new. We've seen a couple of these games across the league where teams are down to a minimum eight guys. They still play and, you know, they're without a star or several stars. And in this case, obviously Harden is gone, not available. And it, you know, turns into a massive blowout. You know, the team loses by 20, 30, 40 points. And then it really becomes tricky to anticipate, obviously, where usage is going to come from, because even the upper echelon players that are available, like in this case, Christian Wood would be on the Houston side. Those guys don't play as much and you're truly yeah. riding out your bench as much as you possibly can. So does that further highlight guys like you just talked about Nawaba and Brown and, and put them in even, an even better position, maybe? Or does it scare you away from this game in some ways? No, it doesn't scare me away from the game at all. The line's only seven. Like, it's, what, the third biggest line on the slate? Let me, let me just double-check that to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the, this is the middle-of-the-pack game in terms of, like, blowout potential. Philly is much more likely to blow out Miami. Toronto more likely to blow out Charlotte. So, like, I'm not paying attention to the line on this game at all. I will just be jamming in uh, Houston Rockets. Uh, looking at, uh, again, some of these projections, you obviously mentioned Brown and Nawaba. You could say Jay Sean Tate is uh, another guy to consider. Ben McLemore is projected for six and a half X value. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, we haven't really talked about, obviously. How do you feel about him and, and what the opportunity will be for him tonight? So the fact that he's 4,700 on DraftKings matters a lot. Um, I don't get the sense that they'll play Cousins and Wood together anything more than a few minutes. Like, it's possible, though. Uh, Christian Wood is, well, he fancies himself a shooter. Cousins does sometimes. I mean, they will get defensively because they are both really, really putrid defensive players. I don't think that they're worried about, like, their defensive rating coming out of this game. So I wouldn't be surprised if they played a couple minutes next to each other, but nothing too crazy. And if I have Christian Wood in at 32, the most that I could really realistically project Boogie Cousins for is, like, 20 minutes that's going to be hard to pay off at 4,700. So I don't really have any interest in DeMarcus Cousins tonight, unless something weird happens. Like if Cousins get named the starter somehow, um, that would change the game up a little bit because they would be implying they're going to play next to each other a little bit more. And this might be a case where you just want to get like your five best guys on the court, no matter what. But I just assume that he plays like 16 to 20 minutes and he's mostly meaningless. The guy that I actually have some interest in, oddly enough, on uh, is uh, PJ Tucker, 3,800. 4% ownership right now. I mean, maybe he's just like, you know, I don't normally do anything fun while I'm on the basketball court, but <laughs> if we're just going to be playing with a few like non NBA players, I might try to get myself some today. Looking at the YouTube channel here, Elizabeth says, I just got the Osmo plus any advice on the main tools and things uh, to use. Just got it yesterday. There's a lot of information to look at. I think you're uh, perfectly suited to answer that. I, there's a lot there's, there's a lot there yeah i'm gonna need a lot more than uh, whatever time we have on this particular show uh get <laughs> yourself into slack uh we can we can help you out a little bit further there uh but if we're talking about just from a basketball perspective uh the boom bus page should be like the first spot you go and that's gonna let you know like the ceiling of players the floor of players you can compare it to ownership optimal lineup percentages that's going to be like sort of the one-stop shop for you that would be the first place that i would want to go and start working through the data would be uh the nba boom bus tool best i can do yeah. in a quick question sure keep in mind too and we won't highlight all this right now but it depends on what your approach is you playing cash yeah. games you playing gpps like all of that is very relevant also uh there's uh some mixed love for uh for sterling brown in the chat you know one person says he's good one person says he's ass uh <laughs> nice comments back to back obviously but again it's, a, it's one of those guys at the salary opportunity it's it's hard not to play him especially as we noted the versatility in terms of where you can put him Right, exactly. And again, they only have nine bodies and potentially eight if Eric Gordon has to be out. Someone's got to be on the floor. Uh, P.J. Tucker right. is certainly capable of soaking up playing time. I mean, he was playing like 40 minutes a game for the entire season last year. So, look, it, there's a reason these guys are priced where they are. It's not fun to roster them, but 
I'm not trying to like build a basketball team. I'm trying to build a winning DFS lineup. And if that extra salary unlocks something better, that's cool with me. I don't care who's in my lineup as long as it makes me money. A couple people going back to uh, that Philly and Miami game says, uh, well, Eric says Embiid's a trap tonight. Someone else says no hero, no money. What do you think about those two? Uh, The no hero, no money thing is way closer to a true statement than Embiid is a trap tonight. (laughs) Oh, both, neither yeah. one of them are true. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to Golden State and Denver. So for the Warriors. Oh, we got to hit, hit on the Spurs yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Let's do that then. DeMar DeRozan, as I mentioned, is day-to-day. He's projected to play, though. Uh, DeJounte yeah. Murray is uh, a, a guy who, I don't know, there's, there's a little inconsistency to his fantasy game. But both these guys are projected for, you know, 35-plus points. So how are you feeling about those two? And, uh, you know, you're looking anywhere else as you look to consider paying down. Yeah, so uh, I expect DeMar to play today, but I think we'll have that news. It's not an injury. Uh, his dad is uh, pretty gravely ill, as far as I understand. So it's like he's either going to be there or he's not. That information is not going to be up in the air. He doesn't have to like go through a shoot around or something. He's just sure. either with the team or he isn't. So um, that's not a piece that I'm too worried about. But if he does come back, that kind of nerfs a lot of San Antonio. LaMarcus Aldridge sees monster usage boosts when DeRozan is off the floor, as does DeJounte Murray. If DeMar DeRozan is playing... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think all of those guys just look a little bit more pedestrian. The guy that I do like in that scenario is DeMar DeRozan. 8,100 on FanDuel. 8K on DraftKings. I mean, he's going to get to, like, ISO out a bunch of really not all that good Houston players. That sounds pretty good to me. So he's the guy that projects the best coming out of the Spurs. He's already getting a little bit of ownership, so it's nothing too crazy. I continue to get some Keldon Johnson. I think that's fine in the mid-sixes. DeJounte Murray, though, on DraftKings, uh, he's 7,500. That price is really, really scary for me. But he's 6% owned, and... He does rely a lot on steals and defense. And I mean, this is not a Houston team that has like a capable, legitimate point guard ball handler anywhere on the floor. Like they, Eric Gordon is a two, potentially a three. Mason Jones is not a point guard. This could be a nice spot for DeJounte Murray to rack up some, uh, some defensive stats. And particularly on FanDuel, where he's 7,500 and those steals are worth three points. I think that's an interesting spot too. It just so happens that his ownership is already sort of where it needs to be. Whereas on DraftKings, I think he is a bit under-owned. That would be a guy that I would want to look to in like a larger field GPP. Krim says here in the Osmo Premium Slack channel, uh, how does Lonnie Walker look with DeMar in? worse <laughs> i mean like every everyone looks worse if demar derozan plays uh there's less minutes upside for some of these guys like nobody's just going to fall into a couple extra ones if he's there i gave lonnie walker 30 minutes he's projected for you know i've got him at like 22 that's about but alex has him about that same range as well at least on Fanduel. uh he's like a five percenter i mean it's a it's a five game slate and he's going to play pretty sizable minutes so like he's not a no-go anybody that's in the main rotation that can play like 28 or more minutes is a guy that you at least have to functionally look at on a five game slate uh there i have no interest in him either way uh pete the heat says uh hit that like button for my homie josh we're sitting about 150 and have about 650 people watching here on youtube so yeah hit that like let's make a big push to 200 folks we're halfway through this show a little more than that with you until about 11 o'clock easter time so smash that like button also want to tell you well i've got you do not make a bet without shopping 
for the best odds. Now, betting lines, they change by the minute. We all know that, right? And they can get, uh, you know, very, very greatly depending on which book that you are using. There are tons out there. So that's why it's important to use Osmo Odd Shopper to find the best line available for the game that you are betting on and uh, give you the edge that you need to beat the house. Head on over to oddshopper.osmo.com where we compile the best bets available for every single game updated, of course, in real time. You can sign up free today to track your bets and receive alerts when the list moves. You want to be aware of it. So uh, a couple more games left to hit, and then we can just kind of jump around, answer whatever questions you have here. you got uh, Golden State and Denver. Uh, as mentioned, no Clay Thompson. We know that. No Marquise Chris. For the Nuggets, Michael Porter Jr. is out. Gary Harris is day-to-day. And uh, as we said right off the top of the show, the play of the slate, at least in terms of projections, is Nick Jokic. Is uh, is that where you want to start? Is that where you want to pay up? There is so much value of, or available to you here today. We know that. We've highlighted it. Or uh, are, are you looking to pay down maybe to the likes of uh, – well, Steph Curry, obviously, he's not a significant pay down. 9,700 bucks, for instance, on DraftKings. Then and Jamal Murray, kind of a, a mid-tier guy who's not that pricey. So Jokic is the guy that I would start with. I think he's the clear best play in this game. Uh, he's the clear best center option, but he's properly owned. Like, I think he should be about 33% owned on FanDuel. He's 31. I think he should be like 27% owned on DraftKings. He's like 25. So everybody seems to already be there. Now, that's not a reason to get away from him. I'm happy to have him. I think he's a fantastic play. I'll play a little bit of Jamal Murray, which I do every week. And at some point in time, I hope that he plays like Jamal Murray from the bubble, but he continues to play like Jamal Murray from previous to the bubble, which is a underwhelming and bit of a letdown guy who will pop for 40, I don't know, once every month. So I hope that happens today. The reason that I like these two guys on Denver so much is because of a massive pace up spot. Uh, Golden State is currently the second fastest team in basketball in my pace metric. They're a half possession behind Washington. Um, that stands out to me quite a bit because Denver is the fifth slowest team. So I have them gaining like four or five possessions, which is the equivalent of like two and a half fantasy points for somebody like Jokic. Uh, that's a really big increase. So I like getting to those guys. I have Gary Harris in, which means that I don't have really any interest in anything else coming from Denver. All right. Uh, let's see here in the chat. Uh, no Joker and Curry, no money, says uh, Lorenza. Antoine says uh, Nurkic, definitely not the play of the day. I was thinking we were going to get a Joker comment there. Some people, uh, Krim says, do we see more Wiseman or Looney today with Jokic? Where do you want to weigh in? Neither. This is the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. They're going to play a crap ton of dudes. Uh, like 12 to 18 minutes. So I think you see the normal sort of run for James Wiseman. Um, Eric Pascal was out in the last game. As long as he is in for this one, I expect Wiseman to play like 18 minutes. I expect Looney to play like 14 to 16 minutes. Draymond will get his normal 30. So if I'm getting anybody from Golden State, it's Steph. Uh, ownership is sort of already there, but 9,600 on FanDuel, 9,700 on DraftKings, and infinite money to spend today. There are more than enough pay down options to get to Curry, to get to Jokic, to get to whatever you want. Um, I think Curry should be like relatively neutral owned. And that is exactly where I'll be. He looks good. I don't have like a huge hot take for it. Everybody knows what happens when you roster Steph Curry and it goes well, he drops 60 or whatever and shoots the lights out shot like garbage in his last game. I uh, don't get the sense that he's going to love that. So I would expect him to come out gunning, but that's also what I expect every single time. So Curry is the top golden state guy. I don't really have much interest in anything else from golden state. If you get shares of Draymond or you get shares of Wiggins, they're not problematic. They just don't look like great plays to me relative to the field. How about Damian Lee for value? Obviously 4k on FanDuel, 3,400 on DraftKings. did, get a little bit of a minutes boost in this last one. But again, with Pascal out, uh, Lee has been right around 20 minutes played, you know, 15, 22, 22, 20, 17, 16. So I just don't think that there's enough minutes upside. And we know that we have just a ton of different guys, whether it's Houston, whether it's Miami, that value just exists. Charlotte to a lesser extent, if Gordon Hayward ends up out. Uh, I just think that's reaching a bit. A lot of people asking about Draymond Green, uh, especially with, you know, how he may or may not look on Jokic, whether he gets into early foul trouble, that type of thing. He's projected for, uh, you know, again, better than 5X value, around 28 fantasy points on DraftKings, 5,400 bucks. Is that a mid-tier guy that you like? 
He's fine. I think he's kind of like properly uh, priced right now. Uh, the problem is that he just doesn't really participate all that much offensively. Um, not helpful. Uh, he has been fouling a little bit more this year, but normally he's not a guy that like you're super worried about picking up fouls. So that's not something that I'm really wondering about. And I would guess that he's not going to have much of an assignment on uh, on Jokic. They don't need him to guard him. Draymond's better as like sort of a free safety in this scenario against Jokic. So I assume that whether it's Looney on the floor or Wiseman on the floor, it's just going to be Draymond with uh, Jokic side-eyeing him or he'll be side-eyeing Jokic. Uh, Look, uh, Draymond's like a one fantasy point per minute guy playing against a slightly slower Denver team. I think he plays about 30 minutes and scores, you know, just shy of 30 fantasy points. And that's exactly what you should do at 5,700 or 5,400. I think like everything about Draymond today is just completely appropriately priced. Paul says, wait, is Hayward in or out? We don't know yet. The expectations he won't play after last night's injury, but in terms of official word, Paul, we don't know. But uh, our expectations are that he is not going to be out there. Some people think we're sleeping on Draymond. You know, he is obviously a polarizing figure on and off the floor, but uh, that is really translated here to the uh, fantasy conversation today as well. People are loving themselves some Draymond Green. So we got one more game to cover and still about 20 minutes to work with. So we'll circle back and, you know, highlight some of the important things, but also any of your questions, throw them on in, be it the Osmo premium Slack channel for basketball, or of course the YouTube channel, keep hitting that like button, 700 people watching, closing in on 200 likes, the math folks, it just doesn't really check out. We need to bridge that gap <laughs> a little bit. And, uh, I'd like to do that with regard to the likes, not people all of a sudden, you know, not watching anymore. We got one more game, though, as mentioned. It's uh, Indiana and Portland. So uh, TJ Warren, Brian Bowen, Jeremy Lamb, not going to play for Indy. Karis LeVert, again, you know, it's like Oladipo with Houston day to day, but not going to play that quickly for his new team. And obviously there's no Oladipo. Zach Collins out on the other side. So it's an interesting spot here for the Pacers, but I would think, and this is, you know, not a hot take. It just further highlights the importance for uh, a DeMontis Sabonis tonight. Sabonis and Brogdon. Uh, Sabonis, mm-hmm. 9,200 on FanDuel, 9,500 on DraftKings. Uh, Brogdon, 8,600 and 8,300, respectively. Uh, they are, without question, my two top plays on the team. They see monster usage. They, these guys play north of 36 minutes. I have them both at 37. It could be 38, 39. So there's even a little bit of minutes upside uh, and they're going to soak up a ton of usage. Uh, no Oladipo uh, gives Brogdon and Sabonis both a bump, which is really exciting for me. Ownership is already there. 37% owned Sabonis on Fandle. I think it should even be slightly higher than that. So he'll be one of my top plays of the day. Um, Brogdon, same sort of scenario. Uh, he's about 25% owned and that's where I have him. I, I love getting to these guys. Uh, they are very much preferred payup options and will be easy to get to because of the value. The guy that I think is being slept on the most in this slate, happy to get there once again, 7,800 on FanDuel, 6,600 on DraftKings. Give me some Miles Turner, 6% owned on FanDuel. Like I know it's a big price tag, but particularly on FanDuel, I mean, this is a guy that can get like six, seven, eight blocks in a game. He is perfectly fit for the FanDuel scoring. He is priced up. Um, I just sort of like this spot and I like the, the way that he's set up for it. And if you need to get away from ownership on Jokic, like if you're building a lineup on FanDuel, you're trying to get away from that ownership on, of Embiid and Jokic. The idea of getting to Miles Turner is perfect to me. I think it's a really nice spot. Paul says, Adam, shout out my name. I'm good in life. I hit the like button four times. You need to aim higher, my friend. Than, uh, than, than, than hearing me say your name, I promise. But uh, I'm glad it, uh, glad it helped you out. I wish you could hit the like button four times. I wish everybody could hit the like button 10 times and then boom, those things would skyrocket. All right, so Indiana side, as you noted, you know, a lot of good options, including, you know, some of the pay down variety. How about on the Portland side? You know, Dame Lillard is Dame Lillard. You know, you always feel like you know what he could do cj mccullum who started off slow last night wound up getting real hot by the end that's another guy that uh, obviously has the potential to go off these guys are regularly projected at north of 40 fantasy points you could pay down uh a yusuf nurkic is in a really good spot tonight um you know i think those are obviously the strongest plays but where are you looking uh, we had a question about the holidays on indy and i just wanted to touch on them quickly now that tj sure. mcconnell is back um 
I think Aaron Holiday's upside is mildly muted. Uh, I liked him quite a bit uh, two nights ago. I don't think that I'll be there now. If you want to play Justin Holiday, that's fine. The minutes are going to be there. He doesn't really do a lot from a fantasy perspective. He's like a 10% guy on FanDuel, 5% or on DraftKings. I just don't have a take on Justin Holiday. He is what he is. Portland, though, give me some Dame Lillard on FanDuel at 9,200. Give me some Yusuf Nurkic at, hmm. I don't know why, 5,300 on DraftKings. That is just a... A very silly price tag um, projected for 27% ownership. That's exactly what it should be. Uh, he should be very popular. And the fact that he is 5,300 is just a simply broken price broke out a little bit last night. We'll see that on a, on the back to back, but it, it's hard to get away from someone like Yusuf Nurkic, particularly in a cash game scenario. That price tag is, is too much to pass up. He's that's, that, I mean, this is a guy that could be like 7,500 by the end of the year on DraftKings if he like plays himself into a little bit better shape. So Nurkic is the guy on Portland from a DK perspective. Lillard at 9,200 on FanDuel, uh, my preferred option there. And then uh, whatever you guys want to do with CJ, go for it because he's just playing like a different person this year. It's away from this game here, but uh, Julius Caesar says in the Osmo Premium Slack channel, I think Precious and Vincent are going to be my favorite guys on the Heat. If there's a blowout, they're both going to get run. What do you think? I mean, they're going to get run one way or the other. Uh, I have Precious in for 32 minutes, Vincent in for 30. Uh, You know, they should be, depending on which site you're playing on, these are like guys that should be in like 25% of your lineups at the very least. Uh, Precious for 4,400 on DraftKings. That's pretty neutral from a price perspective. Vincent, 4,200 on DK, 4,500 on FanDuel. I actually prefer Gabe Vincent on DraftKings, especially if he's only 17% owned. That feels like a really nice spot to grab him. But again, like they have eight guys. They pretty much all look good except for the excessively extra big men like Chris Silva. And even then, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Chris Silva just falls into like 26 minutes. I just don't think there's a lot of upside there. Steven says, any concern with Dame or Nurk after they were game time decisions last night? No. That's easy. Yeah, I mean, like, if it happens again, it happens again. But uh, there's, I can't speculate on guys that actually played yesterday <laughs> and played well. Well, I guess it just becomes a question of which guys aren't going to play back-to-backs and, you know, obviously the unpredictability that is this yeah. NBA season largely across the board here. Look, if they don't, uh, if they happen to not play Nurkic, just play a lot of Enos Cantor and potentially Harry Giles. Like that, that that'll activate itself. Nurkic is fifty three hundred on DK. Enos Cantor is fifty one hundred. If you're rostering Yusuf Nurkic on DraftKings and he gets ruled out, you just swap him to Cantor and don't pay attention to anything else. It's a very seamless move. If you're not able to watch your favorite Osmo shows on YouTube, shame on you, but it's okay. We understand you do have lives to live, but almost all our Osmo YouTube shows are available through the Osmo Podcast Network. we got a podcast for every single sport. We are available on every major platform. Head on over there, osmo.com slash podcast to check out the very latest. And of course, once you are there, drop a five-star rating or review with your Twitter handle. It is much appreciated. You could use your Osmo username as well. You include that. You could win a free week of Osmo Plus. We've talked about it. This is a service you want. You could play around with, you know, Lineup Builder, the Boom Bus Tool, Fantasy Cruncher. There's a whole lot of great stuff beyond just the projections that you want to play around, tinker around with, and help you set those lineups. We'll be giving away a free Osmo Plus pass every single week to the person who submits our favorite review. So best of luck. Do it. We are uh, here with you, Angleman Kaufman, for about 10 more minutes. We have reviewed obviously all of these games we have no problem circling back if you have any questions throw them on in in the uh, youtube channel we want you to keep on smashing that like button making the push toward 250 we're almost there hit that like hit the subscribe button as well uh closing down 50,000 subscribers getting real close and uh, also you can get us in the osmo premium basketball slack channel as well um Big picture, while we wait for some questions to come in relating to tonight's slate. Again, on the heels of yesterday's movement and significant movement here, uh, let's just, because this is a team that's playing tonight, let's go back to the Rockets for a second. And, you know, this doesn't have to be directly related to tonight where we'll start to get a taste of it. It can just be big picture here for the course of the season. With James Harden gone and Victor Oladipo there and all sorts of movement all over the place, for that team who benefits the most from a fantasy perspective with Harden no longer a factor? Got to be John Wall, right? Like he's going to be think. the guy that it, I mean, like 
Victor Oladipo is the answer if we're counting if like if he's available to be counted because he's going to go from an Indiana team where you know Brogdon is going to have the ball a lot, Sabonis is going to have the ball a lot. Not like he's going to have that problem with Wall and Wood, but he's just sort of on like a different tier at that point in time. So I think Oladipo takes a bump just from what his role was in Indiana, and I think they play a little bit different as well, which will be a help. But I think John Wall is like the guy that gets the biggest benefit. He's looked good so far. Um, if his body is holding up, uh, it's just one less guy that he has to worry about being out there soaking up, you know, 30 plus percent usage. I think it's probably pretty neutral for Christian Wood. Like it, it'll, it'll make more sense if his shots, if he gets more shots, but I don't get the sense that he moves the needle all that much. I think the guys that are handling the ball more, the walls and the Oladipos are the guys that get the biggest benefit. Over in Indy, is Levert going to keep doing what he was doing in Brooklyn, obviously, when he was really featured beside Durant with Irving, you know, going AWOL? Or is he going to kind of blend in a little bit more next to Sabonis and Brogdon? Well, they should hope that he tries to blend in a bit because having 33% usage with uh, 1.05 points per shot attempt is a quick recipe to be really bad. And uh, I don't think that that's what they want. And it's not really going to work the way that the Pacers run this offense. I actually think he is a really nice fit in Indiana. If they can get him to pull down that usage rate a little bit, become a little bit more efficient with the basketball, um, they have multiple ball handling pick and roll threats now. I think that plays really well with Demontis Sabonis. You'll have Miles Turner being able to space the floor. If he could actually make a three this year, that would be really helpful. Um, but I do uh, I do like the Karis LeVert fit quite a bit. I like the idea of flipping a guy like Victor Oladipo, who was not going to be in Indiana next year, for three cost-controlled, two-and-a-half cost-controlled years of Karis LeVert. Um, I'm not a big Karis LeVert fan at all, but I do like that move for Indiana. What about Jared Allen going to Cleveland? What's uh, I know, obviously not a top tier guy like we've been talking about, but this would seem to open up some pretty good opportunity for him there. <laughs> so at first I didn't understand what they were doing there, um, but it's Cleveland. So that shouldn't be all that surprising either. <laughs> uh, I like that move for Cleveland. They traded a first round pick that wasn't really going to be all that meaningful for them to fill their center position in the long term. I don't get the sense that Andre Drummond is going to be on this team next year. I don't get the sense that Andre Drummond is going to be on this team past the trade deadline. I mean, honestly, I don't think Andre Drummond should be on this team past tomorrow, but that's neither here nor there. I really like Jared Allen. He's going to get paid this offseason, but having his his restricted rights is helpful, um, but he's going to be pretty costly. I think he fits well with whichever one of the Cavs backcourt guys actually ends up having a bit of a pulse. Um, who knows who that'll be. I don't think the Cavs are on their way to be being very good anytime soon, but I like the pickup of grabbing Jared Allen for a minimal asset. And then they just have to eat a little bit of Torian Prince's money for two years. And he stinks. A couple people have uh, asked us in the chat to go back, review the Raptors a little bit more because we talked more Hornets than Raptors when we were going over that game. So uh, let's do oh. that. Pascal Siakam, yeah, yeah. Kyle Lowry, you know, Fred Van Vliet, obviously your top options each and every night. People are excited about Boosh and seeing what he can do uh, at 5X value, projected anyway. Where are you looking here for this one? Yeah, so I, I realize that Chris Boucher is pretty expensive at 7,800, but he's 4% owned at the power forward spot. Yes, power forward spot on FanDuel. I like the idea of getting to Boucher as like a pay-up-to-be-contrarian guy. The rest of these guys, I don't really have much to add. You guys, like OG Ananobi, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, and Pascal Siakam play 36 minutes every night. Their prices are pretty much where they should be. Um, I get the guys that are oddly lower owned than they should, and I – play less of the guys that end up slightly higher on. So I'm not all that interested in Kyle Lowry. I'm more likely to get to OG Ananobi, but I find the main four starters for Toronto to be just like not interesting. There's not much to add for those guys because they never essentially never miss games and are always priced where they should be. So Boucher as a pay up to be contrarian option on FanDuel is the spot I like the most. I do like him on DraftKings because he's $1,300 cheaper. He just looks good no matter what there. But um, I guess Boucher is probably my favorite Toronto option. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Our dude Emacs says, Indy on game three of a five-game and seven-day road trip, does the no unauthorized uh, hotel guest policy just implemented by the NBA negate some of those tired legs? I just can't believe that this, uh, you know, no non-team personnel guests on the road in your hotel wasn't already a rule during a pandemic. That blows my mind. 
I mean, in a way it does, but at the same time, you can't just tell people they can't do anything to start. I think you have to allow them at least some freedoms on the road. Otherwise, it's going to be a pretty long six months. And now, after seeing it be unsuccessful, you have to change the plan. But I don't think that you can go into it being so locked down. You have to give it a chance to succeed first, or otherwise these guys are just going to go crazy. Like, if you're a single dude... Uh, the ability to just go like smash post game is like your <laughs> God given right. Um, look, it's, I, you're not wrong. I just think from <laughs> a you know COVID protocol standpoint, yeah. it would be a little bit bigger a concern now that you've got uh, you know games getting canceled left and right. Obviously, Adrian Wojnarowski of course ESPN <laughs> says a third Washington player has tested positive for the coronavirus. According to sources, the NBA postponed Wednesday and Friday games involving. Mm this team this week and so you know stay tuned there for more info whereas tim reynolds says uh, magic are scheduled to fly this afternoon to boston which is another indicator the celtics will return to the court tomorrow after having a week-long unplanned hiatus thanks to the virus and contact tracing issues yeah celtics have had their last three games uh postponed but it looks like or they're inching closer to getting Kemba Walker back. He's still a ways away, but that was according to Danny Ainge this morning that, uh, that, you know, he is making progress anyway. Uh, Mike says, I like this new Adam. He actually appreciates the chat. I live and die by the chat. I'll be honest. <laughs> new Adam. Is that what we're going to do though? Well, we have an old Adam. Yeah. I think we could do better than new Adam, whatever it is. <laughs> that's 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 fair. That's fair. I mean, to be fair, like the, the key piece of this is that you are paying attention to the chat Old Adam, on the other hand, doesn't know the chat exists. Yeah, uh, that's fair. No, love the chat. I'm here for the chat. I'm here for Josh, too, but I'm here for the chat. And chat, reward us as we're sitting at about 800 people. Uh, get us to 250 likes, would you? We're only uh, a few away here. <laughs> Beardless Adam from uh, our guy, El Negro Loco. There you go. That might work. There was nice Adam the other day, too, says Stephen. Yeah, I'm just uh, positive, uh, positive Adam, I suppose. Here's a good question. Uh, we've been asked a couple of times. Who is your absolute bar none favorite play of the slate? Uh, we were both asked. You can go first, and I'll give you mine. Alrighty, let me look. I'll give it for both sites since I think that okay. is relevant. Uh, favorite play on FanDuel today would be probably Eric Gordon. Um I think he's just, he's most likely to be, first of all, small forward stinks. And then I think he's going to be a little bit less owned than Tyler Hero. So Eric Gordon would be my favorite play on FanDuel, just combination of upside, ownership, price, et cetera. On DraftKings, I would say my favorite play is probably, man, Tyler Hero at 7,300 is kind of tough. (laughs) If I could separate the value between David Nwaba and Sterling Brown, I would feel pretty comfortable. (laughs) It's probably one of those two guys. But in the grand scheme of things, if we're talking about just truly pay-up options, I think it's probably Tyler Hero. So, obviously, you got to consider some of the, you know, questionable tags that guys have tonight, like an Eric Gordon, obviously, the lower leg game-time decision. Uh, the expectation is he's going to play, you know, Shake Milton game-time decision, COVID protocols, all that stuff. The guy, though, that that is my favorite, I'm going to stay with the same game that you were just talking about uh, off the top there with FanDuel, Christian Wood. Christian Wood to me is just an absolute lock today. I love him at a salary. I love him at, you know, what the potential is. I love him at uh, an opportunity to, to arrive, so to speak. I know he's had plenty of great games, but this is kind of the first, okay, James Harden isn't here and you have a chance to make this as much your team, maybe as John Wall's team in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's not an audition per se, but it could be a Christian Wood coming out party. That's the guy that, that I'm absolutely locking in today, barring something crazy changing throughout the day. I can't, I can't see that changing though. Not out of the realm of possibility, the way this NBA season's been going. Well, yeah, all of a sudden we find out the game's not happening. That would be a different uh, case altogether. Hopefully that doesn't happen, though. Agreed. Agreed. Emacs says birthday, Adam. That is the nickname. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. It's it's been a thing, you know, over in, in, you know, some other work that I do where I spend a lot of time in YouTube for, for whatever thing. For whatever reason, it's uh, it, it's my birthday every single day in the chat. Every day, all day, every day. It is my, which, you know, why not get to celebrate yourself every day, I guess? Yeah, to me, when I wake up, I am reborn. So every day is my birthday. 
<laughs> every day. And thank you. I appreciate all of the birthday wishes. You know, my real birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks. So that's that's a day that I probably, you know, me too work or something. And is that right? When yet? Are you in February or January? January. Okay, I'm in February the 12th. Okay. 20. Oh, so well, you got like a month. 20. Sure. January a couple, couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, today's actually my mom's birthday. So, uh, huh. you know, I don't I don't think she's watching, but hey, mom, happy birthday. I'll, I already I'll, told her. I'll, I'll, I'll send her the, oh, you sent her a text? Appreciate that. No, nah, I rolled uh, over. Oh, there it is. Yeah. No, I knew that was kind. I just wanted to see how you got yourself there. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. Too easy. All right. Today's shows, folks, coming up in just a few minutes, you got the NFL strategy show. And then a little bit later on, uh, just a ton of awesome YouTube content today at four o'clock NHL strategy show. That's right. Puck talk is back, folks. 530 NBA deeper dive 630 the NBA live before lock. And then uh, at eight o'clock MMA strategy show. It's it's hard to know where to go I, I think the answer is you don't go anywhere you just sit on the youtube channel all day long and just watch it on through keep us on in the background while you're working that's what you got to do guys we have everything we're, we're we're hitting every single sport multiple sports in a given day nba nfl nhl mma uh there would probably be like a pga show if we really wanted to do it today um we're yeah. just loaded with content subscribe to the channel guys try to get 50k some might say it's a one-stop shop you get a lot of stuff coming your way. Laffy and Matt are coming up next in just a couple of minutes. Josh will be back uh, later on tonight with uh, Tinder Lake there for the NBA Live Before Lock show. That's Ehrenberg, if you don't know. Look forward to that. And uh, thanks to our guy Jordan, obviously, guiding us through. All you in the chat, appreciate all the support, all the likes, all the birthday wishes, all the good stuff. I'll be back with you on Monday, if not sooner. Looking forward to it. Best of luck with the slate tonight. Remember, play Christian Wood. <laughs>